Welcome to Short View. My name is Tom Kirchmer of Corporate Governance at LSE. And today I have with me Carsten Gerner-Beuerle from the Law Department and also a member of the group. Welcome, Carsten. Thank you. So today we talk about emerging economies and we also talk about Germany. How do the two fit together? Well, it's quite obvious, isn't it? <laughs> well, the, the, the paper that we are going to discuss is about Germany and the regulatory environment in, of German capital markets in the 19th century. So maybe that's how they, they come together. Mm -hmm. So what did we learn from this paper? The starting point was what you could probably call the orthodox view in law and finance that in order to see the emergence of deep and liquid capital markets, certain set of rules need to be in place. And what is commonly identified as central building blocks of this regulatory framework are disclosure obligations. So disclosure, the, the content of disclosure obligations that require issuers to disclose a certain set of information to the, the investors, to the public, and then furthermore rules that impose liability on those who publish incorrect information. So that's what I would call the orthodox view that's identified as preconditions for the emergence of vibrant capital markets. And I always felt that this view was advanced without a thorough investigation of the detailed regulatory environment that was in place at the point in time when capital markets initially emerged mm -hmm. in the 19th century in the UK and in, in Germany and many other economies. So in this paper I try to present a detailed analysis of the regulatory environment in place at this, this mm -hmm. period of time. What did you find? Well, in focusing on, on the German regulatory environment first, I would say that the disclosure rules and liability provisions for incorrect disclosure that were in place throughout the 19th century were fairly comparable to what you would find in the United Kingdom. Capital markets developed much later and were always more prominent source of finance in the United Kingdom than they ever were in Germany. So mm. while we see that regulation was fairly comparable, the trajectories of financial development were very much different in the mm -hmm. two countries. So what do emerging economies learn from that? Well, what I would first say is that we should be probably careful not to overstate the causal effect that particular pieces of regulation have. Mm -hmm. I'm cautious not to generalize what, what I find in this paper because it just analyzes a particular period of time and mm -hmm. it analyzes two legal systems and two mm -hmm. economies. To focus on specific narrow regulatory instruments falls short of truly understanding what are the determinants of vibrant capital markets. That makes perfect sense. But what, what do you then regular what do you suggest if you look at the German case? Well I then go in as a second step in my analysis, I go beyond disclosure regulation and try to present an overview or an analysis of the broader regulatory environment. And I think the most striking difference that you see 
as far as the law is concerned, mm. between the UK and Germany during this rel the relevant period of time is that it was much easier in the UK to incorporate, to establish companies. Mm. There were certain legal reforms in Germany towards the end of the 19th century that made it, first of all, very costly to incorporate and that also increased the risk of liability for mm. promoters and founders of companies. And that, I would argue, seems to have given incentives to entrepreneurs mm -hmm. to choose different legal forms for their businesses. Not the stock corporation that can then issue shares to the public, mm -hmm. but different legal vehicles. So essentially, if we get them off the ground well, the rest will follow automatically. That's what you say, no? Well, that seems to have happened at least in the United Kingdom, yeah. where regulation only kicked in at a later point, when the capital markets were already off the ground. And so you could argue, but that is somewhat speculative, I suppose, you could argue that to get them off the ground, you don't need instruments such as particular disclosure rules mm -hmm or liability provisions. In order to sustain public confidence in the markets, however, mm -hmm. you might very well need them. But public confidence is necessary to provide liquidity, no? Yes. To, in order to in ensure that markets continue to be liquid and to provide easy access to finance for issuers, it is necessary to have a certain regulatory environment in mm -hmm. place. Certainly. The question is whether you can attach a particular causal effect to rules such as disclosure regulations in order to get markets off the ground in the first place. But in a way this good news for China or India or any other of the economies which said we, we got the companies off the ground, the economy is working, let's now think about disclosure rules, capital markets regulation, but also governance regulation. Yeah, and it's a little bit a chicken and egg problem, I suppose. Whereas some would say you need to have this particular regulatory environment in place in order to, to see vibrant capital markets emerge. I would say once you have capital markets, there will be certain interest groups and investors that will seek legal instruments in order to protect their, their position. And then you will see these legal instruments, ideally, at least that's what I would say happened in the UK, mm. being provided by the legislator or by the courts. Very interesting. Thank you for, very much for coming in today. You're welcome.